it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello and welcome to this episode of New Horizons. Some of you may well know by now that Emma Benison, Chief Executive Officer of Blind Citizens Australia, is about to take six weeks special leave. Emma's been involved consistently now in Blind Citizens Australia for around five years, serving as a board member, president and CEO of the organisation. The Board of Blind Citizens Australia has agreed that Emma should go on six weeks leave and uh, to answer some of the questions around that leave now, we speak with Emma and also Ricky Chaplin who will be taking her place while she's away. Emma, let me ask you first, what have you achieved over your last uh, five or six years as part of Blind Citizens Australia, firstly as a board member and then uh, as uh, CEO? Well, I mean, I think the first important thing to say is that no achievement, um, you know, is just about one person you know it's always a team effort but I think certainly as a as a board member and then subsequently as as president um, I worked really really hard to fix some significant cultural issues with BCA I worked very hard to put um, governance training and development uh, on the agenda and make it a priority for uh, for directors for all directors and I guess I successfully navigated some really significant leadership and funding challenges that the organisation had at a time when it was really fragile on a whole range of levels and really wasn't um, particularly connecting with its members. Um, and so I guess once I moved into um, the presidency, and, and bear in mind all of this I was doing whilst having a full-time job and two young children they're quite a bit older now just for clarification this is in 2015 yeah yeah so um 2015 i moved into the presidency and i guess my focus there um was all of the the above but also really strong focus on um increasing engagement with members and and trying to increase consultation and actually finding out what it was that members wanted from our organization and you know what could we do differently? Because clearly what we were doing um, wasn't always working. It wasn't meeting the needs of all of our, our members. And there's still a huge amount of room for improvement there. We're never going to be able to meet everybody's needs, but we want to keep hearing from people about what they want and need. Then when I did move into the, the role of CEO, um, I very quickly took on the task of um decentralising BCA, pulling together a really strong team. We now have 13 staff um, working across four states um, and, you know, making sure that as we scaled up, um, but making sure that we actually had policy and process to support that, and I still think we're working through that process actually, um, but no one should underestimate what a huge um, task that has been to scale up um, and, and to make sure that people are able to work remotely and in ways which work for them. Also, we've had a really strong focus on leadership and mentoring and, um, and really making sure that um, we could uh, plan for the future of our organisation, not just at 
you know, leadership level or CEO or board level, but just generally in terms of our branches, in terms of our campaigns, making sure that people felt like they actually had the skills um, to, to contribute to those. Um, we've also spent a huge amount of time building relationships with stakeholders and in particular with um, our blindness service providers. And we've, we've also, of course, spent a lot of time working on advocacy campaigns. You know, some of those we really haven't um, seen the fruits of yet, but certainly we've worked tirelessly on those. Um, and we've also delivered two really successful conventions and with the most recent convention, um, implemented a new approach to convention programming, which has um, had really, really positive feedback. Um, and a really big change and a big piece of work we've done is to consolidate um, blind citizens New South Wales uh, into BCA and we're still working through the implications of that for people uh, in New South Wales and the ACT and making sure we get our communications right. Notwithstanding and, all of the other things that you've achieved um, over the last few <clears throat> years, one of the things I'd like to hark back to is the dispersal of uh, BCA resources across the country and, and Ricky will come to you in a moment but Ricky particularly is one of the people who's really benefited from that. I'd like to think that the membership has also benefited greatly um, because nobody now can say that as they used to in years gone by that BCA is Melbourne or Sydney centric um, because that simply is not the case any longer. The feedback generally has been excellent. I mean, of course, as with any significant change, there's there's going to be teething problems. But I think for the most part, people think it's fantastic because, you know, as people who are blind or vision impaired, gaining employment is one of the most significant issues that we face. And the fact that BCA um, was limiting itself to looking for people who were prepared to move to Melbourne or Sydney or indeed live uh, in, in Melbourne or Sydney was really um, limiting um, both BCA's options in terms of finding high-quality staff but also the options for people who are blind or vision impaired in terms of gaining employment experience. I mean, I think it is just absolutely fantastic that we can now offer employment um, to people living in regional um areas which we we never could have before and so I think um, you know we are now walking the talk in terms of um, employment and and trying to make um, sure that we have accessible employment opportunities um, in place for people we don't always get it right no organization does but if we are out there talking to employers about the importance of them employing people who are blind or vision impaired then it's incumbent on us to make sure that we do the best that we can in that area as well and I guess one of the obvious advantages to having uh, having spread the, the field a little bit is that you uh, you can afford someone like Ricky the opportunity to take advantage of uh, of being acting CEO for a while, despite the fact that he lives in Brisbane, which is uh, convenient for a whole raft of reasons from Ricky's point of view. Rick, perhaps you could talk about um, what this opportunity means to you and, and how you feel um, it will benefit you. I'd start by saying that although I'm indeed very pleased that I'm able to do my job from Brisbane uh, and that I've had such flexibility in being able to do my job up to this point, that I'm glad that I moved to Melbourne when I did to, to take up this role in the first instance. Um, because, again, although I had to move, it was an opportunity that uh, 
you know, is very hard to come by as a blind person looking for employment. So I'm very glad to have done it. Very glad to have gotten out of my comfort zone. Very glad to come back into it, obviously. But at the same time, um, it gave me some very valuable experiences and some challenges. And I think that's been important in building my readiness for this challenge in front of me. Um, and as a person who is blind, again, you know, career advancement is a rare thing. And so to be able to be given this opportunity, um, admittedly, you know, we, we went through a selection process and um, put in an expression of interest and, and make sure I did a good job of that. You know, the opportunity was there. And I think uh, as an organisation, we are setting a really good example for other employers. Uh, once again, we've done it through the implementation of our phone system and we're doing it now through giving people like myself the opportunity to uh, advance in their careers, to test the waters also, uh, to see whether indeed I might be ready for this job in the future or whether it's something that is it's not quite my fit and so I need to find something else. You know, it sends a message to people uh, that you can aspire to do things that you never imagined to, uh, that you would do. Certainly that was the case for me even even a year ago. Perhaps you could talk to uh, how important it is for BCA to uh, to give people these opportunities. And it's a temporary position, I understand, um, for six weeks or so. But what does it mean for the organisation's future? I really am looking forward to taking leave, so I don't want to, um, to give people the wrong impression. Um, however... Actually, I think the the most exciting part about it is the fact that it has paved the way to give somebody else an opportunity. And look, succession planning is high on the board's agenda, and obviously the the CEO um, appointment is the is the province of the board, um, and they understand very clearly that if succession planning is not uh, at the centre of their of their thinking and their strategic planning. Um, then we could well end up in the situation that we ended up in several years ago where we found it very difficult um, to attract a person who's blind or vision impaired to this role. And there were many valid and understandable reasons why that was the case. And I'm hoping that, um, you know, we've addressed many of those through some of the the work that we've done over the past few years. But um, I think it's it's really, really important that um, people do have these opportunities. It's it's extremely important um, that CEOs um, are not precious about needing to hold on so tightly to their um, their positions that they're not prepared to get out of the way and let somebody else um, have a go. And I think it's really fantastic that the board has had the foresight to understand both that um, you know, for uh, for me, taking time off is a really good and healthy um, option for my well-being and to enable me to spend some time with family who've missed out significantly over the past few years. Um, but also really, really important um, for the organisation and its future. The fact that we had eight people indicate their interest um, in this role um, you know, and, and that we had three candidates who were shortlisted by the board, um, I think really gives us a huge amount to be hopeful about for the future of the organisation. Um, and I really think that um, it sends a strong message that our organisation is, uh, you know, moving towards a much better place and that 
people are seeing it as a place that they would would like to you know to work and to become involved in in, in other ways so mm. i think it's really exciting ricky what will your approach be to uh, to this role over the next few weeks well, I think Emma's done a phenomenal job in in growing the organisation to the point that it is now. So, uh, you know, I, I see this position uh, as as temporary, as you mentioned before, and so I see it as, you know, needing to carry on the same you know, kind of work that Emma was doing and continuing in the same direction. It's not time for making radical changes. Um, but what I hope to do is to... Uh, maintain the good relationships that we have with our stakeholders uh, and also uh, I guess to demonstrate as a temporary CEO that there is somebody out there that uh, has not only the best uh, interests of the organisations in mind but that has the skills to be able to carry on the good work that's been done and when the time is right in the future to make further innovations, I think that that's really important to set the foundation now uh, while I had this opportunity. Ricky, I wish you luck with the role. Emma, enjoy your leave, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again after you leave. Rick, do you think that uh, you'll be chasing the job uh, when Emma gets back? <laughs> well, I no, so. I mean, well, I, I, I did wonder whether she might just go, nah, sorry, had enough. I think I'll just I'll take off at the end of six weeks. You know? but, no, um, not a chance. No, fair enough. No, I mean, I, I think it will be, in fact, I think it'll be a big change coming back to doing what I'm doing now. Um and it, it's really a great honour to be able to give Martin Stewart the opportunity of, of taking on my role uh, as advocacy officer while, I, while I'm in this role. And I'm really looking forward to, to working together, really looking forward to, to working with all of the staff. Well, I look forward to talking to you after you've uh, been acting CEO of Blind Citizens Australia. And uh, we'll see if you're still saying the same thing. Both of you, thanks for joining us. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Emma Benison, CEO of Blind Citizens Australia, and Ricky Chaplin, soon to be acting CEO. Ricky, we wish you luck. That's the end of this week's program. If you've enjoyed it, please let me know. New.horizons at bca.org.au. New.horizons at bca.org.au. If you'd like to contact BCA, bca at bca.org.au is the email address and the telephone number 1800 I'll be back next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream. Of our dreams